0: Christmas MBYA. And it's our last service of the year. Next week's a hangout. Um, God has a word for you. Anybody, anybody ready for God's word? Amen. Um, look at your neighbor real quick. Thank you, Rad. Make some noise for Rad one time. Ladies, stop it. He's taken, all right, to the beautiful lady in the second row. She was singing worship today, Beverly. Hello. Make some noise for Beverly one time. <laughs> Shout out to married couples. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I love having to Natalia, the friend. She's the best. You guys here tonight? You guys here? You guys taking notes? Because I got some notes. I want us all leaving leave notes, all right? Don't let me be the only person with notes. We all, we, all, we all take notes in church. Honestly, here's why we take notes. It's for moments like pandemics. <laughs> you can say that now, right? Like, hey, hypothetically, what if you miss church for nine months? You know what I mean? You're going to really miss your notes. Um, last week we had a leaders meeting. That was pretty cool. Um, if you want to be a part of the next leaders meeting, you got to be a leader. You got to join our volunteer teams. We have so many volunteer teams here. Media production, worship, lighting, parking, hospitality. The list goes on and on. Um, and, and here's what I believe about our leadership next year. God's just going to lift our capacity up so much. That's the new for our leadership, that God's going to increase our capacity. And, um, don't, you know, don't just miss the wave, write it. You know what I'm saying? Um, this thing's going to break on me, but I'm still here. Uh, so I called this message. You can write this at the top, wherever you're taking notes at. I called this message, um, the power of his presence. Um. You can take the out the way and just put power of his presence. Um, because we're talking about Christmas. I, I don't know, I don't know if you know, but um so this girl named Mary. <laughs> she was a virgin. And um, yeah. And uh, God God told her through an angel, not just any angel, angel Gabriel. My mother names Gabriel, hello. Oh, I never I didn't always act like an angel though, you know what I'm saying, but we're going Talk about that another another Tuesday. A girl named Mary, she got told by the angel Gabriel, apparently God's like messenger or whatever, um, that she was gonna have a baby. And this happens Matthew chapter one verse twenty three. <clears throat> Giselle's on screens tonight. Say hello, Giselle. Say Giselle, we love you. Say Giselle, I don't see you, but I feel you. All right. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So this is the angel talking to Mary. And, and, and what's, what's, what's honestly, like, that's the Christmas story. That Jesus, his father isn't really Joseph. Sorry, Joseph. Um, you stepdaddy. daddy. <laughs> There's so many stepdad jokes, right? Like, Joseph trying to correct Jesus. Like, you know, like, you're not exactly, Eva, you're the best. That's like, like, be quiet, Joseph, you're not my dad. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, there's even some moments in scripture, I read it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, have I ever said that? Like, Jesus calls his mom, like, woman. (laughs) So if you're Hispanic, (laughs) or if you got just, like, parents that are, like, really uh, explosive to the words you say. Calling them woman or man, it, it, it'll get you in trouble. But it's like, reading that is like, yeah, only Jesus could do that, right, because he's God. So when he calls Joseph, like, you know, brosive, you know, he can do that because his dad is God the Father. <laughs> like, so isn't that cool about, like, this story, is it, that he doesn't really have an earthly dad. Like, when, when you look at it, Mary just, she, a baby pops up. The Holy Spirit kind of does this miracle within her. And like the God of all creation has one son. His name is Jesus. And, and he was at the right hand of the Father. And God's like, hey, I'm going to reconcile with the world. I've always been providing, you know, sacrifices for them. You know, i created animals and they're killing the animals. And the blood kind of covers their sin in a weird way. But you know what? I'm going to send my son to ultimately be the sacrifice that they need. That like they don't have to kill animals and they don't have to do weird things that I would forgive them, that my son would go and he, he's not going to show up as a you know 32-year-old 30, man like buffed up like in a chariot with wings. He's not, he's going to show up in a manger through a virgin. And I want to give you my first idea tonight, the present of Christ, the present of God, the present of everything he has for us, the present was his presence. It's God's gift for humanity. It's his son. You know, and the religious people of the time didn't even receive Jesus. You guys know that, right? The religious people of the time that knew the Old Testament didn't even believe that Jesus was Lord. They were expecting something different. He was a bit too humble. And and, and that's what's impressive to me about this Christmas story. Is that Jesus didn't show up, you know, 33-year-old man with, with muscles. He, he was so humble. He shows up as a baby, and he grows up, and he lives this life sinless, never sinned, 100% man, 100% God. It's really God putting on flesh and providing the sacrifice. That's why we sing that one song, uh, you provide the sacrifice. That's not only in the Old Testament. That's Jesus in the New Testament, that Jesus is the sacrifice for our sins, and, and that's what blows me away. The present, like, you know how, like, every Christmas you're expecting presents? Some of us aren't expecting anything, you know. Like, someone asked me, what's your Christmas I'm like, I don't know. I don't got a list. Some of you guys are different. Some of you guys have had a list for this year since last year. Hello. <laughs> like, right after Christmas, he was like, now I know what to get for next year. Um, that's not really me, though. Like, I wasn't, ex- like, I don't expect things sometimes. Like, you know, when you're expecting gifts... That's when you know you gotta have a list of gifts, right? And that's the thing about Jesus. He's the present that none of us expected. He's the gift that none of us could have saw coming. He just showed up and he changed our life and he changed our world and he changed our history and he's definitely changing our future. And it's all a matter of are we people of his presence? Because that's his ultimate goal. Like like God didn't just send his son to just set new rules. Jesus was labeled a friend of sinners because he was just hanging out with too many people. Like, he was in wrong circles and bad tables, right? So people say. To even the, they were, like, mocking Jesus, like, yeah, he's, he's cool with sinners. That's God's desire. Like, when God sends his son to the world, it's to sit and to eat and to break bread. Does that bring comfort to you? That God doesn't just want your worship, he wants a meal? That God just doesn't want your attention, he, he just wants to chat too? You know, we, we try to make everything so spiritual when, when Jesus was so relaxed. Like, look at the, you know, the Last Supper, right? The Bible says they were inclined in their seats. Like, they were relaxed and, like, you know, in, the, like, that 70s show when they're, like, downstairs? That's what's, that's literally, literally, literally that's, that's the Last Supper, except Jesus is like, I'm going to take this moment to centralize the Passover over me. So the bread we're eating, yeah, it's my, it's my body and the. The wine or drinking, yep, that's my blood, and it's all symbolically a representation of my love for you and what I've done for you. So that's the moment Jesus takes advantage of to let people know what he came for. It's in a moment of, like, hanging out. And Don't forget that Jesus wants to be in your life all the time. Let's not forget that. Uh, John 14, chapter 14, verses 16 to 17, book of John. We just, you know, jump, jump around the New Testament. And I, Jesus speaking... I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. So this is Jesus. This is late in, chap- in the book of John, chapter 14. Jesus with his disciples, 12 homies for three years, hanging out. He's letting them know he's about to go. I'm about to be out. I'm about to die. But I'm a real one. I'm going to raise up on the third day. And even when I'm gone, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you my spirit. That's what he's talking about here. It says in verse 16, I will ask the Father. He will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you, right? So this is later because in the book of Acts, we know the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit shows up and enters you know, the, the upper room and that's when the, the Holy Spirit spreads like a fire into all humanity. So Jesus is speaking into this moment in in, in, in the book of John. So eat. watch this. So like, Jesus is God with us, right? It just says, call him Emmanuel. Jesus shows up. Even when Jesus has to leave, his biggest idea for us is that we have the helper, the advocate, Holy Spirit with us at all time. Here's what I'm trying to say. Jesus is an answered prayer for God being with us. Even when Jesus leaves, he sends his Holy Spirit to live in us. God's biggest idea is, is to be connected to you and I. That's the big idea for God. It's like, it's all one big plan to, to stay intimate with you. Would you write this down? I was made for intimacy. I mean, you got to understand yourself to, to, you know, to know yourself, right? Like, you don't just know your strengths and your weaknesses. You got to understand them to really amplify them, right? Like, it's hard to be self-aware until you're really self-honest. You know what I mean? And And God's like, I've got so much plans for you, I've got so many doors open for you, but our relationship isn't intimate anymore. God's like, you know, my presence matters so much that I didn't just want to send Jesus, I also wanted to send my spirit so that he could be with you every single day. Like, the God around you is also the God in you. That you are the living temple of Jesus. This really tells me that Jesus, he wants, he wants to be close to me. He wants to be close. Why presence? That was my question. I wrote this down in my notes. Why presence, right? Like, why is that important? Why is there power in that? Why is God's plan to send Jesus to be Emmanuel God with us? And even when Jesus is exiting, late in scripture, we see that he's sending the Spirit. Why presence? Let's answer that question. Here's my first idea. I'm trying to answer that question. Why presence? Number one, presence matters when I need help. Right? The power of presence. Why presence? Uh Because I need help sometimes. Anybody else need help in life sometimes? Like those moments when you know, like, I can go to people right now. See, here's the thing. When when you have these moments that you need help and you don't go to God first, you'll automatically create create a routine that when you're in trouble, you have to pour it out on people. Can't say that again. So I'm going to rephrase in a way that doesn't sound so, like, gooey. But... If you only go to people when you need help, you'll create a routine within yourself that everything that happens to you needs to be poured out onto people. If all you do is go to people when you need help. But you and I are, ought to go to God first, you know, with the things we need. It's prayer. It's leaning into God. It's, it's saying, God, you know what? I need help. And guess what? Every time you ask for God's help, I'm telling you his presence in moments that you need help. It'll change your life. I've literally heard of life and death situations where we called on Jesus's name, where I said a prayer, where we started singing worship songs and literal miracles would happen in the hospital. Rooms. I've been in church way too long. We could be here all night. <laughs> but something about the presence of God in a terrible situation, things could turn around. And it's when you need help. It's it's when the anxiety kicks in. It's when the loneliness kicks in. It's It's when even when you have a relationship, you still feel like there's a hole in you. Yeah, it's a God-shaped hole, and only God can fill it. I was designed for this intimacy. Like my friends could be intimate with me, my girl could be intimate with me, my parents, my family, but God wants to be closer than a brother. God wants to be so close to me. I'm designed for this. I'm designed for this because guess what? I'm gonna need help. If you're a human, at some point you're gonna need help. Can we all just be honest in here? Anybody ever need help? Hey, let's just make a commitment. This is why God wants, his, wants to give me his presence, just so that in his presence I can find rest. Uh, so, why presence? I think presence matters when I need help. Here's another thing presence does Pre- presence matters when I'm afraid. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, very famous verse. Fear not, for I am with you. This is God speaking. Fear not. Why is God saying not to fear? I love the Bible, right? It doesn't say, fear not, here's my plan. It says, fear not, I'm with you. It doesn't say, fear not, here's the way out. It says, fear not, I am with you. It doesn't say, fear not, you'll survive this. It says, fear not, I am with you. It doesn't say, fear not, you're gonna get the job. It says, fear not, I am with you. God's answer is not his presence, God's answer is his presence, with the different presence, you know what I mean? It's not the gifts, it's his actual presence. That's, that's the point. Jesus is like, this is the point. And you know what's the point of church? You know what's the point of church? Do you know what's the point of church? Is that you get intimate with Jesus. That you have a life-giving relationship with Jesus. I promise you, it's not you learning all the worship songs. It's not even you learning, you know, public public performance. Like, so people could see you and we could, oh, he, I guess he prays now and, oh, I he, It's not about that. How's your relationship with Jesus? It's not about this exterior. See, that's why the church has changed. Because it was always about in the beginning about the outside. And now it's really about the inside. And it's like, yeah, you can look a certain way and be totally heading the wrong direction. Let's just be true to who we are. Let God grow us. Let him walk in us. But here's the thing. When you're afraid to become who God's called you to be, I want to let you know, jump into God's presence. You'll always be reminded of who, who he's trying to lead you to be. Amen, church? If you, have, if you ever have a question, God, oh, what am I supposed to do? Just get in his presence, and you'll always be reminded of who you're supposed to be. It's probably not like specific directions, but it's definitely instructions to love. It's definitely instructions to be humble and to do things God's way. Can I get an amen in the room tonight? Y'all here, at 7 p.m. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 says, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. This is a promise. God's presence brings peace what it does. Presence matters. It matters to God. His whole idea is to be present in our lives. So we can't keep God inside of a Tuesday night box. We can't keep God into gatherings. God is more than gatherings and he let 2020 happen to reveal to you that he's a lot more than gatherings. He showed it to you. He didn't need it for a long time. (laughs) Did it get your attention, Church? <laughs> you know what I mean, like to so this? Is how you know it got your attention if you didn't pray as much because they weren't church? You know what I mean because you didn't worship enough. You didn't you didn't worship as much. Like it lets you know, okay, am I about gatherings or am I about the God of the gatherings? Am I about more being present in a room or am I more worried about His presence in the room? It's making that switch. And I love the Christmas story. It's a reminder that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. God's presence matters when I'm afraid. I love that idea. Here's my last idea tonight. Presence matters when I need the impossible to happen. Presence doesn't only matter when when I'm in, you know, when I need help, when I'm I'm in a pickle. That's not only when I need the presence of God. I don't only need the presence of God when I'm afraid. I also need the presence of God. Watch this. When I need the impossible to happen. I am in need. I'm in desperate need of the presence of God. As much as I need the doctor, I need to call on God. As much as in emergency moments we're going to call 911, I also need to call on the Holy Spirit. Presence matters when I need the impossible to happen. John chapter 9. I love the book of John. We just jump back to it, chapter number seventeen and twenty-five. Finally, they turned again to the blind man. So Jesus loves people so much, he start does he start, he start he start like healing people on the day that people weren't supposed to be healed. Isn't that funny? So Jesus shows up and he's like, "Hey, y'all think y'all think it's about what it's about, but I'm about what it's about, and and and, and I heal people when I want to heal people." So he, Jesus starts being judged by the religious folk for doing ministry on days that they weren't supposed to do it. And then it says here, so Jesus just heals a blind man. And they turn to the blind man, right? So Jesus just healed the man. Jesus showed up, he healed him. And they give him the microphone, the guy who just got healed. They're like, so what do you have to say about this guy healing people on the wrong day? And literally, so finally they turn again to the blind man. What Have you to say about him? And he replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. (laughs) That's a viral pedestrian video 101 right there. I don't know if he's a sinner or not. One thing I do know is, I was blind, but now I see. Last idea of the night, God's presence carries promise. God's presence carries promise. That's why when you leave church, some of you guys leave with so many ideas. God's presence carries promise. That's why you could be caught up in a God moment in your house, in your car, in your room, in your prayer closet, and you could literally leave a conversation with God, a moment with God, a worship moment with God. You could literally leave with so much vision and inspiration. God's presence carries promise. If you have any relationships in your life that are struggling, Bring that person into the presence of God. God's presence carries promise. Maybe you have someone you, you're not really seeing eye to eye with. Get on the phone, pray with that person. God's presence carries promise. It always does. It's like a sonic power. You guys with me? A sonic power. It's like you hear about the blessing and it becomes your blessing. You hear about the promise and it becomes your promise. I love that guy, right? Like, one thing I do know is I was blind, but now I see. That's evangelism, by the way. If you guys wanted to know what evangelism is, don't make it weird. You know what I mean? Evangelism, you know, it's like spreading the gospel, right? You guys know gospel means good news. So why would I say good news in a bad way? It's not, it's not, it's not, it's, you know, it's kind of productive. And, and like, the original form. Of evangelism is like yo, I was blind and now I see. Like Jesus did something for me, and I'm telling you, like your church attendance isn't really gonna blow people away. It's what did Jesus do to you? What did He do in your life? What can you only give credit to Jesus for? What is it? And then, man, let's let that be our song. Let that be our testimony. Let your faithfulness to God. Be in the forefront of your mind. Here's the thing. If you forget who you are, you forget who you are. So we're going to go into this new year putting forward the things of God. Putting forward the presence of God. Putting forward the vision that he has for us, right? And it's when we're in his presence, we find freedom, we find peace, we find joy, right? If you're afraid, if you have anxiety, I mean, like, it's lifted. We cast our cares to God. He lifts the heavy burdens. Not only is he bringing peace when we're afraid, not only is he bringing power when we need help, he's bringing miracles when we look at things that look impossible. And that's our message to the world. I was blind, but now I see. What was it? It was the presence of God. I was blind, and now I see. I couldn't see then, but now I see. wherever where you're where at, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? It's the power of the presence of God. I pray we never take for granted the presence of God. I pray we never grow comfortable in the presence of God. Oh, I hear, I hear heaven tonight. Come on, I pray we never get comfortable in the presence of God. Come on, can you hear the Holy Spirit calling you to intimacy? Calling you to his promise. Your presence is everything to me, God. Your presence is everything to me. Thank you, Jesus, for reminding me that it's all about you. This Christmas season is all about you. You came through a virgin. Emmanuel, God, with us. Your idea is to be close with me. And God, honestly, I'm sorry if I got okay with this space. I'm sorry if I even created space. Because God, you don't want space. You don't want proximity. God, you want intimacy. You want to be near me. That's your idea. That's this whole Jesus plan. That's the whole Holy Spirit plan. Is that God would be with us. And I'm sorry, God, I got comfortable being away from you. Remind me I'm a child of God, called to closeness to you. in your presence, God. I'm, I'm reminded of the vision and the promise you have over my life. Jesus, search our hearts. Right there, when you say, God, search my heart. Search my heart. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry for making it complicated, Jesus. I love you all over this room, all over this place, if you want Jesus, if maybe you know, you've know you never made that decision to say yes to Jesus. I know some of you have. Most of you have, but if you haven't had that opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to raise my hand and say yes to Jesus. I'm going to respond to the gospel with my life and I'm going to actually try to walk this thing out with Jesus. If that's you, tonight, salvation, right? We, Roman, The book of Romans says for someone to be saved, all they have to do is raise their hands and open their mouths and, and pray this prayer believing in their hearts and they're going to be saved we're going to do that now so if you want Jesus you know that's that's who he is he came to be with you he came to lift you up he came to give you sight that you can see give you life that you can live on the count of three if you want Jesus you know if you're here tonight and and you're like man I'm not gonna let this not go away without without jumping into this life-giving relationship with Jesus if that's you on the count of three raise your hand here we go one Two, if you want Jesus, raise your hand up right now. Let me see your hands. Anybody in the room? Anybody in the room? Any hands going up? Let's go. I believe we're all from the house. Here's what we're going to do. Hey, keep your heads down. Keep your eyes closed. I want to pray now for, you know, I want to pray for two people. We pray for those who wanted Jesus. I want to pray now for those who, who are kind of struggling with building a campfire in their homes. Right? So we, when you think about this place, you see the altar here. There's a place of sacrifice. There's a place of worship. There's an altar. There's, there's a place we come to connect with God. I want to I pray for those that are probably not doing that outside of this place. That, that, that God isn't being worshipped outside of the house. That God isn't being, you know, we're not calling on his name. We're not, we're not praising his name. We're not lifting his name up. Maybe in our homes we don't have any prayer life. and. You know, maybe we're just, we're honestly struggling to find time to even to follow Jesus or, or to read a, you know, read a Bible thing. I don't know, maybe, maybe we see our schedules as kind of like our biggest giant and it's just so tough to get in a relationship with Jesus to make it like a schedule thing. I want to pray for you too. I want to pray for you too. If that's you, no one's looking around. It's just me and you. If that's, if that's you, you want just a bit more prayer and, and help with this relationship with Jesus thing. Let like that to you raise your hand on the count of three. Here we go. One, two, three. Let like that to you raise your hand. Right there we got. Awesome. I see a couple hands. Let's go. Thank you guys for the honesty. Can you guys put your hands together for all of our friends that are honest in the room? Come on. Can you just give it up? It's an intimate night. It's, it's super close. But, man, it's so real. And there's so, such a real transformation. Let's pray, God, right now for our hands that went up. Lord, we're, we want to take our relationship with you to the next level. And, God, we need you to do it. We need you to do that. We, we need you in this relationship. God, we promise to love you, to serve you. God, we know that your presence, it brings freedom. Your presence literally delivers us. In your presence, the impossible can happen. So God, remind us that this isn't only about a, a, a Tuesday night, but it's about a lifestyle of worship, a lifestyle of, of leaning on you, depending on you. So God, will you give us the Holy Spirit to breathe over our lives like never before. Thank you for this church. Thank you, God, for giving us a family, community that we can grow into. In your name we pray. And everyone says? Come on, everybody says.